Welcome to the opening den. My name is Daria, and this is Majin Boo, otherwise known as Boo. So, everybody, welcome to this podcast. This is meant to explore our thoughts on different subjects and different material with an open mind. And be yourself. Nothing is limited here. Speak your mind if you are in this podcast, and we will not object. Thank you, and please listen in. All right. Topic today is something that me and Boo actually have a lot of uh, time spending watching, which is wrestling. Oh, I thought you were talking about porno for a second. <laughs> that too. That's a topic for a different day. Um, but wrestling, hey, hey, back in the day, it really literally was like a porno watching all chicks in bikinis. They were wrestling. The wrestling oh, sucked. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't, I don't count the old uh, yeah. uh, 90s Divas matches as wrestling. That no, was just... That was stand for. Yeah, exactly. I count that it. That was for. Exactly. So, um, which leads to the first question. How old were you when you started watching wrestling? I grew up watching wrestling. I was wa- watching wrestling... Uh, uh, before as, the uh, Attitude Era? Oh, way before the Attitude Era, yep. Because that's where I started watching wrestling. Early 90s. Early, Early 90s. 90s. Okay. So, when were you born? 80-something? 87. 87. So, close to... Ni- okay. Because I started watching around the Attitude Era, which is on the 90s. Late, late 90s, I think. Uh, Stone Cold, The Rock, which is all the, the greats so far. But there's more before that. Which, uh, do you know... Can you name of any right now? From those, those times? From, uh... Before the Attitude Era. Oh, man. Um... Let's see, uh, the King of Hardcore, uh, uh, well, you know, Mick, Mick Foley, Mick Foley, of course, but he, he, he gained popularity in the Attitude Era. Uh, the one I was thinking of, the one I was thinking of was, uh, Harley Race, who was the original, yes, I've heard of him. yep, the, Harley Race was the original King of the Ring. King of the Ring, okay. Was the first man ever win the King of the Ring. The first man. First, first oh, one right. ever win the King of the Ring. And was he, was he that good? Uh, he, he was good. He was good. What kind of wrestler was he? Was he technical, uh, uh, hardcore, grappling? No, no. Pre Attitude Era, there was no real hardcore. There was, uh, I think he was more technical. 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 But they still had their own styles, or? Oh yeah, yeah. He he had his own. Yeah, I I think at at that time they were very. Every character was very niche, and each character had their own unique. Style. style. Uh, okay. The majority, though, were just kind of like rough and tumble. Like you had, uh, like back in the eighties, you had uh, you had uh, guys like uh, Hillbilly Jim, yeah, who pretty much his only move was uh, the big boot. Right. Okay. <coughs> um, also, I had a question. I don't know if you ever uh, back in those days. You ever heard a guy named uh, Antonio Inoki? Oh yes, 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 yes. And Antonio Inoki, he was uh, uh, Japanese, yeah. uh, Japanese wrestler. Uh, he uh, started off in Japan, not even as a wrestler. He was a sumo. Oh wow! Yeah, he started off as a sumo, and uh, I mean, if you go by certain, uh, uh, like certain. Um, uh, like documentaries and stuff that they that they've done on 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 him couldn't cut it as a uh, fumo and uh, actually went and uh, that's how he got into uh, wrestling okay. uh, but he blew up 
he blew up, and um, I think he was like one of the wor- oh, one of the uh, first uh, uh, non-American um, like heavyweight champions. Okay, because um, I think it, I did a bit of research, and I think actually he originally taught taught a guy known as uh, Shinsuke Nakamura today. When they were in Japan, really? I think I think I could be incorrect. Well, because I think he taught them previously, like he trained them, not like completely, but for a brief time he trained with him. Well now, well now I'm thinking maybe I have my my old old school wrestlers uh, cross because I know I thought it was Inoki, but I know there was a Japanese heavyweight who. Uh, yeah, he was killed. He was, uh, there was a heavyweight Japanese, like, very popular character who was actually, uh, killed outside of a bar. He was stabbed. Oh, wow. Uh, now, it, it might not, I guess, may, maybe it wasn't Inoki, uh, maybe it was, uh, someone else I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, because I, I did a little bit of research and I think they trained together at one point. I don't know what happened to Inoki, I never really, I didn't go that far. I just kind of researched the history. Um, well, if I remember correctly, too, uh, Inoki was, uh, very, he was more powerhouse than anything else. Yeah, and I think, actually, he actually rest. they did a match with him and, uh, Muhammad Ali, as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I watched it, and that's really, because I didn't think before, he just kind of go in for leg hits. Like, he just literally just kicking his, uh, kicking his legs, he's going leg hits, kicks down from his feet, which is fist. Which is actually a smart thing to do, um, and that was very intriguing, but also a little bit boring at, to say the least, because you know there wasn't much else going on. Well, back then the, the matches were the wrestling matches back then were a little boring. They relied heavily on um, showmanship. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, like uh, uh, Hulk Hogan and his, you know, his. His, 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 his whole, yeah, his whole, you know, waving his hand around, yeah. you know, you know, getting knocked out and then coming back, you know, shaking his fist and and actually recovering. Uh, speaking of Hulk Hogan, did you see the match with? Did you watch the match with him in uh, Warrior? Yes, I did. You did? Yes, I did. No, I mean, I watched. I I, I watched like a rerun of it. I don't. Right. I, I don't. I don't think I was. I don't think I was born when they had that match. Because I was, I was laughing because uh, usually Hulk Hogan does his big boot and they're stunned. Warrior just gets back up. What's up? <laughs> He's like, what the hell? I'm like, okay. And he did it to everybody apparently. He did it to Triple H. Yep. Uh, I agree. I, I, no, not Stone Cold. Uh, someone before then. I don't remember who. Now, the funny thing about that is I've actually, I've actually heard that that was never planned. And the Warrior used to piss people off backstage. Because he would, um, Call script. he would, yeah, uh, he would never, uh, let them get over on him. He, he would always, um, there's a, there's a term for it. It's called, uh, 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 fighting, uh, uh, like, um, stiff. It's called wrestling yes. stiff. Yes. Okay. It, it's called stiff wrestling where, you know, they don't, uh, they don't upplay being hit or anything. They just kind of like, you know, yeah, it's like. And then I, actually, there's a question that I actually had on there. Um, so you know how today you have 
you know the main the main wrestling corporation, which is WWE. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, WWE. Uh, don't say F. Yeah, it used don't to be. Don't say F. <laughs> it used to be that. But get the more. F out, remember? Yeah, it's wildlife services now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a get, whole different thing. They get all pissy now. Um, it used to be, and now it's WWE. And one thing that I've noticed that people actually are more honest about is uh, free agents and you know other other um, companies, mm-hmm. fishing companies. So I don't know if was that kind of a thing or they just didn't really reveal it too much back in the day. Because uh, I know like today it's like all the place like hey, we want this guy, we want this guy. <laughs> For example, like I wasn't around that time. Kurt Angle was uh, being a heel, I think, think, and it was the uh, open match. And he goes, all right. Whoever wants to come down, come on in. And they reveal, and you know, it's Taz. You know, they reveal him coming down. He's got his, you know, his little theme song come in. Everybody's like cheering. So was this a it's similar a, thing? The 10 second warning. I remember 10 second warning. Exactly. So I think he was a free agent at the time, possibly. Well, at the time, he was, uh, at that time, he was part of ECW. Ah, okay. He That's was part crazy. of ECW. And him, he came in. And then Sandman started coming in. And what was being kept a secret was uh, they played it off as ECW was invading the, the WWE. Okay. Uh, but actually what, what, was keep, what they were keeping uh, you know, in the background was that WWE had already bought off uh, ECW. Okay. So that is actually, that's how they were able to have the ECW-WWE wars back, back in the... Uh, early 2000s, late yeah. 90s. So the the alternate companies weren't really involved at that time. Nope. Uh, and uh, if some like it, it, pretty much any time a uh, wrestler from like you know WCW mm-hmm. uh, came over, you know, and just kind of appeared, mm-hmm. yeah, they they had already signed a contract with uh, WWE. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to. Uh, to appear on WWE. Because I remember watching uh, WWE, you know, every, what was it? it, used to be Monday nights, still is, uh, I think it was Thursday nights, sometimes Wednesdays, that was WWE. Yep. But on different days, like I think on Saturday nights, one was WWE, which was, uh, was a, it had a green brand, I forgot what the name was, but a lot, lot of, uh, uh, lot <laughs> I of, do, I do remember that. I yeah. can't remember Velocity. the name. Velocity. Velocity. Yeah. Uh, Velocity. But also, at that time, also, too, TNA started coming up. Yeah, and I don't know too much about TNA because I could never get into TNA. I actually did. I, I actually enjoyed it because there's a lot more action. Surprisingly, there wasn't as many, uh, what's the word, promos for it. It was actually more action. And the, the ring was cool. I liked the ring style. It was like six-sided ring. And they were jumping everywhere. It was fun to watch. I, I, I guess that's why, one, one, one of the reasons... Uh, one of the reasons I I couldn't get into it was the ring because you know I, I just kind of thought you know they're like oh you know how can we pull one o over the uh, other guys yeah oh we'll have our ring have extra sides yeah and I actually liked it because I thought it was unique and I think well, they offer more mobility well I mean you realize the uh, the uh, the ring that they had was already being used by W by uh, the UFC, right. they just took away the cages and added ropes. Right. Um, ex- exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. But I enjoyed it because like, like they were moving a lot more action, 
and they didn't really spend more more time on their promos, which is kind of kind of a fifty fifty for people. Like they, you know, some people like the promos, some people don't. Some people want to see action. I do like a good promo. And like I said, I grew up. Uh, I, I grew up mo- mainly in the Attitude Era, and I, Attitude Era was all about storyline. Yeah. That, that's what I loved about that, that. When the Attitude Era came in, you had, you know, Undertaker who was already a, oh, uh, you know, he was already he was the phenom, but then you had Undertaker coming in with. Uh, uh, what were they called? The uh, uh, his 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 little group of uh, his little oh group. the uh, uh, the Legion of Doom? No, no, not the Legion of Doom. No, that, no, was, no. that was Hawk and Animal. Oh, um, uh, Ministry of the Ministry of Darkness. Yes. And he started crucifying people, and I was yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, yeah. That that was that was a drama, man. <laughs> that was, I mean, I've always said, you know, if 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 you want to define wrestling, it is a soap opera. For men. Yeah. It is a soap opera for men. Yeah, and this is like what one of our friends said. Uh, uh, she goes, yeah, it's pretty much a drama for men. Like, it's it's a novella mm-hmm. for guys. Yeah. You know, there's a storyline, you get into it, and then you're it's a big fight, especially with, like, two behemoths going at it. You know, you're ready for this. You're, you're into it, and you're wanting to go for the bad guy or the good guy. It depends. You know, it's up to the person. I always went for the good guys. Yeah. But so. they were never good guys. <laughs> I always rooted for, uh, I always rooted for, you know, like DX and and the Ministry of Darkness. and. So that would be called the heels. I, you can call them heels. I call them heroes. <laughs> yeah, well, technically, and they're, they're called technically, heels. Technically, yeah, they, they weren't the faces. They were the heels. They were the bad guys. Yeah, you got the baby faces and the heels. Yep. But then again, some people get tired of baby faces. <laughs> but then, but then, uh, you know, every once in a while they throw you a curveball like uh, Stone Cold. Yes. Is he a heel? Is he a baby face? He's the anti-hero. He's <laughs> the anti-hero, exactly. Which is the anti-heel. Which, in my opinion, is probably one of the best characters in wrestling. One of the best. My yeah. favorite character, though, was always, uh, well, Mick Foley. Uh, and I say Mick Foley because when I when I'm talking about Mick Foley, I'm talking about every uh, character that he played. I, I loved Mankind. I loved uh, Dude Love. I loved Cactus Jack. I mean, which are all the same person. <laughs> they were all Mick Foley. They were yeah. all the mind. That was the mind of Mick Foley. Okay. And Mick Foley, which is now I think he's in the Hall of Fame now, right? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's 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 left. He has uh, he's left and come back a few times, but I'll always remember the first time he retired. Uh, first time he retired, they actually, you know, they retired the hardcore championship belt. Yeah, and they gave it to him really? uh, because yeah, they gave it to him, and uh, you know. I'm thinking, now that I think about it, I think I don't think there's ever been a hardcore match since they retired the belt. I don't think there's been a hardcore champion. No, they only have the uh, this this stupid uh, 24/7 title, which ah, is that's not ridiculous. Not the same. Yeah, it's not. There's not. It's really no. just pinning anybody anywhere. Yeah, it's just really boring. Like interesting fact: the uh, hardcore title. Did you know was the original heavyweight title? Really? Yeah. Uh, it was uh, broken, and the you know storyline kfab yeah was that they uh you know uh jokingly mcmahon who, who uh 
you know, Mankind was working for, you know, Mankind is McFoley. Right. Uh, he was working for the corporation, uh, you know, uh, which was the name of, um, a uh, heel. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Heel faction. Yeah, it was a heel faction, yes, yeah. called the corporation, and, uh, it was headed by, uh, Vince McMahon. Didn't they and, wear, like, business suits? Yep, they wore business suits. They had, like, a tie, white mm-hmm. shirt, uh, black pants, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember them. Yeah, they looked like they were, uh, Geek Squad. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, uh, when they came out, there was, like, a censored thing. No, you're talking. You're thinking of right to censor, but they did right to censor did work for the corporation. Okay, so I'm not too far off. No. Okay. Uh, well, storyline was uh, it had gotten broken, and jokingly, uh, McMahon gave it to uh, McFoley like a here you go, here's a toy, play with that scraps. Yeah, and he he went and taped it together. With oh, like yeah, okay. he taped it together and he wrote in marker hardcore, and uh, that became the hardcore title. That is cool. I, didn't know, I was wondering how that actually came about. That's yep. interesting to know. Mm-hmm. Like I always wonder because I only I ever only ever saw the hardcore when in the attitude era when they would fight over it, but it wasn't like twenty four seven title. It was. It was. I'm mean, I'm sorry. It wasn't. It it it, it, it was like the twenty four seven title in that, uh, you can literally challenge. The, uh, the champion anywhere at any time, but there were no rules. Exactly. It was That's hardcore. The difference. Yeah, 24/7 title. You have to pin them. You have to wrestle. Mm-hmm. The hardcore. The hardcore. You have to use. You can use weapons. Use whatever the hell you want. It's hardcore. Yeah. So which it's, is a big uh, difference. You did. It didn't have to be in the ring. I mean, it was anywhere. There's there's old matches that take place in parking lots and in boiler rooms and in uh, closets. If yeah. I remember correctly. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> which is cool. Uh, hardcore title. And McFoley has that now, which is kind of like a... Because yeah. he was the original hardcore champion. Yep. Right? He was the original hardcore champion. And when they when he retired, they retired that belt and they gave it to him. He still has it to this day. He yeah. has the original only hardcore belt. That is cool. Interesting fact, actually. Uh, I think he's training his daughter to be a wrestler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm very curious, and also uh, The Rock as well, who's also training. In which I watched the NXT uh, video of her training there, and she's he's saying she's doing really well. But it could be biased, but we don't know until we see it. But also, she's also the youngest to be in NXT to be training uh, for wrestling. I think she's like 16 or 17, and uh, they said she's the youngest so far to be there. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, Paige was 18. Right. So, yeah. She's even younger, which is crazy. But also, she's got some... She's got some strings there, too, with The Rock. You know, you know when I heard that... Uh, when I heard that Mick Foley's daughter was training to become a wrestler, you know, I had this thought, wouldn't that be interesting if she shows up and she's, uh, you know, hardcore brawler. <laughs> like, she, she'll be the first... Well, there's been there's a, there's a few brawler type uh, wrestlers, but like, you know, it wouldn't it be cool if she shows up just like her old man, just throwing just throwing haymakers and <laughs> hitting people with chairs. The brawler, yeah, just like just like the father, yeah, that that'd be cool. Which is a uh, back to our original topic, style of wrestling. Yeah, which is my favorite right now. Which I 
I didn't get a chance to see him in the Attitude Era, which a uh, guy was a uh, Steve Blackman. Oh wow! Hey, Steve Blackman is. Uh, he's a black belt. I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, but he's in the wrestling again. No, no, no. I'm saying I didn't get a oh. chance to see him oh, back okay, in the day. Okay. I never got to see I got him. You. Which, which is one of my favorite <laughs> uh, styles is martial arts incorporated into the wrestling, because of what I do, mm-hmm. and that's tough for another time. Um, he's a karate man. Exactly, the karate man. No, you're a karate oh, man. I'm not a karate man. Come but back, kid, over here. My my favorite wrestler today is we said earlier Shinsuke Nakamura. Like you would think, shit, shit stay Nakamura. Like you would think it's AJ Styles. No, I like him. Trust, me, I like him. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> that, that AJ Styles. No, he doesn't compare to Nakamura. No. AJ Styles is. He's got a wig on. <laughs> he he's got fucking soccer mom hair. Um, no, no, that's that's ba- that's AJ bad hairstyles. Which is not my favorite. My favorite is Shinsuke because of the way he incorporates martial arts. And he's actually not nice about it either. Like, he kicks the shit out of everybody in the fucking ring. Like, uh, when he fought John Cena for the first time. Uh, John Cena comes back and he does his promo. He goes, Nakamura hits really fucking hard. <laughs> Which I was laughing at. Because he's known for the King of Strong style back in Japan. Uh, which was really cool. Because you, you watch him in action... And I'm actually, I know what he's doing, and I actually have more detailed explanation how he does it. Like, for example, he does a, um, uh, what do you call it, axe kick. But he does it, does it so, so weirdly, but I noticed that he does this very correctly. also noticed that he does it technically where he doesn't hurt too much on the opponent, because that's actually a very brutal kick. You know, uh, you know who um, used to do the axe kick as one of their... Uh like, it was one of their signature moves back in the day was, um, uh, oh, what is his name? Booker T. Booker T, yes. Booker T. He used to do a, a, a axe kick or something he referred to as an axe kick. Yeah. Um, that too. And I noticed differences, but he's got big feet. He's got yeah. some big legs. So that thing coming down, it's just pure heavy force. Nakamura does a more more finesse and more technicality. Uh, technicality. Well, not for anything, but Nakamura is a big motherfucker too. He is, but he's thinner. Yeah, he's a lot thinner, so he has a lot more finesse behind it. Uh, <laughs> and you see other people use it, but not as frequently, like those two do. Uh, and then there's someone else like I can't think of at the moment. Mm, currently, another one you might take liking to, or if you don't already, is um, Alistair Black. Yes, he, he, he's, he's got been, uh, amazing he, kicks. I didn't like him at first. Yeah. When I first saw him, uh, when I first saw him, I thought he was very rough. He was very rough. He's gotten a lot better mm-hmm. in recent years. Uh, I think I started liking him when I saw his match, his uh, first match against uh, Velveteen Dream. Yes, which I stuff to watch. That ma- Oh man, that's probably one of my top three favorite matches of yeah, all time. I need to watch it. Yeah, he. I've seen him recently. He's good. He's, those kicks are amazing. He's got amazing control behind him. Oh yeah, yeah. For him to, uh, the way he does the uh, when you know how he picks him up with his foot, yeah, yeah then, and then goes straight into a a roundhouse. I mean that's or a heel kick. Yeah, it's a. It's actually a spinning uh, spinning heel kick. Yeah, which is actually extremely dangerous to do at that point. Which it, I'm. It's a spinning heel kick, but. They call it a roundhouse. I don't. I don't. Yeah. No, that's an incorrect term. Uh, he, roundhouse is actually more common. But the, that kick, particular, 
It's very hard to do, like the way he does it, but does it very it doesn't hurt the opponent because that can break a jaw with full force. That is just a brutal kick. Um, anyways, back back to the topic. Uh, my favorite my favorite uh, niche is you say it, uh, t- type of wrestler is a technical with martial art and emphasize into it like Nakamura. Uh, and also someone Blackman someone else in the attitude also did I can't remember who uh, Ken Shamrock Ken Shamrock yeah Ken Shamrock was that, very, he was more uh, he was technical submission yeah but also Tuna Nakamura has that has that aspect <laughs> too he can get into submissions easily you, you don't see it and then all of a sudden you're like oh you know I'll I tell you one of my favorite technical wrestlers he was he was probably you know he was probably my favorite technical wrestler uh a little bit controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um, Chris Benoit. Same here. Oh yeah. He was a great fighter. Uh, if you're you, sensitive to this, please go away. Otherwise, uh, we don't care. You know, it, it, this is an open forum. Yes. And I'm gonna say whatever the hell I want. Yeah. Yes, what he did was bad. I'm not going to. I'm not going to discuss what he did. We're I'm not going to justify any of that. I'm pretty sure that anybody who watches wrestling, knows who Benoit is and what he did. What he did was really, really heinous, really horrible. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know who we're talking about, you can look him up. Just look up WWE, Chris Benoit, and it'll, it'll probably be the first thing that pops up. But in the ring, I'm talking in the ring, k he was just an amazing wrestler. Yes. Yes. Um and actually, that's another one of my one of my like top ten matches when he finally, they finally gave him the, the the belt, the heavyweight belt, the world heavyweight championship and, at the time. Yeah, and what the what was so amazing? It was, I think, to me because at the time K-Feb was like in force, like you could yes. not go off script, and at the time Chris Benoit was at odds with. One of my favorite, another one of my favorite uh, wrestlers, uh, uh, Eddie. Um, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero. Yes. And when he won, you know, they celebrate, and he and Chris Benoit is crying, and oh. and here comes Eddie Guerrero in the ring, walking to the ring, and he's crying, and these guys are supposed to be uh, feuding at the time, and he goes and and they hug it out, and they are crying, and it was just so, so emotional. Because they were best friends. Yeah, in real life, they were yeah they were best friends. They I mean they grew they grew up in the ranks together. Yeah. You know wrestling. I mean they were best friends. They in were real life. they were in uh, Japan together. That's where they did most of their mm-hmm. their really good wrestling. Uh, WDB together. Even that's how that's why they feuded. For people that are new to wrestling, may not know this, but people who actually feud a lot are actually great friends because they know each other so well. They work together. I mean, you can you can only you can't kick each you can't kick each other's ass. You know, three you know two to three times a week for like years and not become like the best of friends. Yeah, you know, like um. Like the trio, uh, Shawn Michaels, uh, Triple H, our best friends. Yep. Uh, uh, to this day, yeah. yeah. Even though, uh, even though uh, Shawn Michaels, HBK, he's not in wrestling anymore. No. He's retired. 
Yeah, she did wrestle but, recently. Yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah, they they brought him back for a little. You know, he's old. Just for <laughs> just for you know yeah. service. Just for kicks. Exactly. Could we say <laughs> kicks? Yeah, nice. the sweet switching music. <laughs> right. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, they are best of friends. He's you know still. He still works with the company outside of wrestling. Just like still. The Rock. You know. Just like The Rock. Uh, a few others. <laughs> Paige. Paige uh, is still... Well, she's still on camera, but she's, uh, they gave her they gave her something because, <clears throat> you know, uh, her too, I mean, her, her career, she had... She, it ended, yeah. you know. Uh, but, you know, they kept her They kept her going. You know, that's one thing I do like about the company. The company has done, dirt, done some of the guys dirty, but... Um, <laughs> Back to Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. The, the the screw job, man. The screw. It's called the 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 screw job. Even, even though you watch it and you don't realize what's going on, you, Michaels is confused as Bret Hart. Like the fuck just happened? Because he did not know. Yeah, he, he, he 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 was supposed to lose. Yeah, exactly. And he was all for it too. Mm-hmm. He's like, I wanted to lose. What the hell? And that's where you get the start of Vince McMahon being the heel of a lot of. Stories beyond that, and Bret Hart to this day is still not, um, still not like accepted any apologies. He, he, he is, uh, he, he talks bad about Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels has nothing bad to say about Bret Hart. He was just like, it wasn't, I was doing my job, I was doing what I was told, yeah, and but uh, it causes feuds. Mm-hmm. Um, back to what we were saying before, um, what we're talking about, uh, yeah, it's been well. Chris Benoit, yeah, yeah which is uh, great technical fighter, yes. uh, submission artist. Uh, also sells very well. And yeah, yeah, amazing seller, which is basically where you you kind of act for the, the your your opponent. And you, you play off as you're really injured, which he was amazing at. Uh, which is actually I've experienced doing that for what I do. Um, but yes, actually, when that happened, I think it was amazing. Was many not twenty. Yeah, it was at a WrestleMania. I'm not sure. Uh, no, no, it definitely wasn't 20. No. It was, well, I don't, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not that sure. Was a long it just, time ago. Yeah, I, I just remember, yeah, I, I watched that. I think I watched that at my grandpa's house. Yeah, actually. That was a long time ago. When I, uh, at that time, I didn't get to watch it because I actually went to go see my dad in Dallas. But it was my, around my birthday. And I told my mom what I want for my birthday is to watch WrestleMania because Chris Benoit was going for the championship it was a triple threat it was him Shawn Michaels who was he fighting do you remember what? Shawn Michaels Triple H hmm. it was a triple threat match ah okay and they like I didn't watch it when it happened but my family watched it I wasn't there my cousins my mom they all watched it and I got back like a few days later and uh, they, they go you gonna watch it I'm like yeah they go we're not gonna say anything you watch you know we're not gonna spoil it you watch it and I did, and they all watched it again with me. They're like, "We'll watch it again." And that, that's what made it so emotional too, is because up until up until that moment, Chris Benoit had pretty much just been a jobber. Exactly, he had yes. been a, a glorified job. He was a well-known jobber, and, and if you don't know what a jobber is, a jobber is somebody who is just a, he is a wrestler that's just there to put other people over. And what that means is just to make the other guy look good. Exactly. That, that's what he was. He was just a, a jobber. Yeah. And then they finally gave it to him, and it was just, oh. Yeah. And then he went and did some bad shit. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there in a minute. Um, when I watched it, <laughs> I, exactly what you said earlier, 
He was in the ring. Like, that match was incredible. They they did a hell of a job. Like, this is a story. Like, this is back to what we were saying earlier. This is a drama. This guy came from nothing. Like you said, a jobber. Nothing. You don't expect it highly. And then over time, he picked up steam. We realized how good he actually was. He's not just a jobber. He he did amazing. Actually, this is the time you were talking about earlier, ECW. They were like an uh, interchange. Mm-hmm. Like, he would go to ECW, and he, he'd fight some people there. But then he'd go back to storyline, and, you know, he's... Like the his main his main uh, thing was a crippled crossface, and he can get him from anywhere from an instant. Mm-hmm. You know, someone's doing a kick, he bucks a kick, gets a punch, gets him on the floor, crossface. Like holy crap! And this is from anywhere, and like people are doing diving jumps. He's like, okay, bam again. And you know, there was a re- the wrestler that started doing it after him, and he changed the name, and it was so stupid. Was um. Oh no no no! I'm I'm thinking of a different. I was gonna say Kurt Angle. Did Kurt Angle start do, using the Crippler? Very briefly, but not yeah. much. Yeah, he 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 mostly stole um, the ankle lock. Yeah, yeah, and he called it the angle lock. Was it from Ken Shamrock? Yeah, it was Ken Shamrock. because yeah. I didn't get to see Ken Shamrock too much. No, uh, he was good. He was good. Yeah. He was good. Then he then he like a lot of uh, like a lot of um, you know wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, they get. They get it in their head that oh I can if I'm a, if I can do this I can do this for real in EC in WC in fucking UFC sorry mm-hmm. and uh, yeah he went back to UFC and he he just he got his ass kicked yeah. like all the things he, he was a jobber there <laughs> <laughs> only a for real jobber <laughs> which he couldn't get himself over right yeah and I was saying uh, back to Benoit like yeah I, yeah yeah it was my Probably one of the favorite wrestlers too, which I really do. I don't. I'm not gonna justify his crimes. Like, unfortunately, he pat, he killed himself and two other people. Uh, let you discover the rest. Um, but before that happened, he was one of my favorite wrestlers too. He was one of three or four, kind of like second place. My favorite of all is Undertaker, which is probably yours as well. Oh man, he's one of my favorites. Yeah, Undertaker. Like, like I said, my favorite is. The king of hardcore, dude. Yeah. Mick Foley. But uh, Undertaker is probably one part of my all-time favorite matches against the king of hardcore, Mick Foley. And that is the very first Hell in the Cell match. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, uh, like you were saying, he definitely is one of my favorite all-time wrestlers. I mean, I grew up watching back when he was just—he would come out, um, you know, with uh, Paul Bearer, with 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 Paul Bearer and the urn, and you know, uh, the whole storyline. Like I said, it's all—it's all soap opera, right? And back back then, the storyline was uh, Paul Bearer had uh, whoever controlled the urn of Undertaker controlled the Undertaker, right? And I mean, it was just, yeah. It sounds it's it it don't just sound cheesy. It is cheesy. Yeah, it's cheesy, but it's it's a good story. It's fun to it, watch. It's fun. That's yeah. what it is. It's yeah. just it's fun. like watching a like a it's cartoon. Like, it's like watching a movie. Yeah. I mean, you you watch Guardians of the Galaxy. You don't really you don't really think they're aliens. I mean, come on. And it, I think one of my favorite. Uh, <laughs> it's not like a big match or anything. It was, it was more of a you know just fun to watch was when Undertaker 
that supposedly Kane buried him, I think. Ha, yeah, the, the buried alive matches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kane buried him, and I forgot where WrestleMania. It might have been the same one where he's coming back. Like the weeks before the WrestleMania, there's he'd been teasing Undertaker, like showing him images like classic Undertaker. Yeah, messing with the lights, showing him visions. Ah, uh, you're talking about yeah. And then there's one night where all of all of the. Uh, the uh, the druids come out yeah. and they bring out the urn uh, and then lightning strikes the urn and fucking Undertaker. I mean, no, no, they bring out a, a casket. Yeah, they bring out the casket and everyone and you know they're playing it up like, oh my god, what is this casket about? And lightning strikes the casket and the casket breaks open and there's the fucking Undertaker <laughs> yeah. and he sits up and it's everybody shits their pants. <laughs> everyone shits their pants. Oh crap, I had something in, in mind, I was just saying, I forgot what it was, um, Undertaker, shit, what was I thinking about, fuck, that was good too, son of a bitch, my bad, um, sorry, I, I, I cut you, I might cut you off sometimes, no, no, that's fine, I apologize, I have a very, very, Undertaker-like personality, so, <laughs> very, very strong in the personality, of a promo, in the middle of a promo, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it was. When uh, the there was the same the same uh, feud him and Kane. I think Goldberg was fighting Kane. I yeah, think. Goldberg might have that that might have been when they started having the W the WCW versus WWE feud where again uh, we weren't supposed to know that. WWE had already bought out WCW. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it was funny. He was fighting Kane, and I think uh, he not, uh, Goldberg knocked out Kane, and he's on the floor waiting for the spear, waiting for his mark. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you see blue smoke come up the ground, and you see Goldberg, he's looking around, what the fuck? Ah, I'm out of here. He ran. Yep. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> see ya. You see Kane get up, he's like, what the hell's going on? There's all the smoke around here. And then you hear the, the bell. And you see Kane freaking out like, oh shit, what's going on? But I I like that part because I like the way that Goldberg reacted. He's all, this ain't my fight, I'm out of here. <laughs> Just right, he's like, uh-uh, nothing to do with this. <laughs> and Kane, Kane stayed, you hear, boom, and Kane, yeah, yeah. have pants. Yeah, you see his face like, what the, and he wasn't, he didn't have a mask on, he was just how he actually looked. Oh my god, I remember when they unmasked Kane. Oh, that was... Eh. I would rather have kept it on. Yeah, especially for the first couple of years when they had him with that yeah. half-shaved head. He looked like he had mange. Oh my god. He just looked horrible. He, had, he was shaving his eyebrows. I mean, it was... It was nasty. It was stupid. It was, it was, it was dumb. I did not like... I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, even more than me... I, I tell you who hated that the most. Who? My mom. Really? My mom. She's into wrestling. She was. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just want to tell them, dude. I, uh, everyone in my family was into wrestling. I grew up watching it when I was, a, as a kid. You know. Yeah. And my mom was in love with Kane. Oh no! Like, no, yeah. Oh no! Um, not, he would come. He would come out. His music would <laughs> he would start. And I would hear my mom every time, e masoto, my masuta, you know, my, you know, just e. And 
Oh, when 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 they took his mask off. Oh, oh it, no. it, my mom's heart broke. Oh no. My mom's heart broke. Oh no. She was like, not only is he, but ugly, but his he doesn't even have long hair. Yeah. Oh. I yeah. Think, he think he actually kind of gained weight at that time too. Yeah. He kind of lost himself a little bit. Yep. Which I get because <laughs> it wasn't fun. Just between another character, they kind of made a bit of controversy but it was kind of funny to watch because how terrible it was it was a Snitsky remember Snitsky? Snitsky Snitsky oh the one with I do Lita and Matt Hardy yeah uh, where he, apparently he uh, he accidentally hit Lita and they kind of tried it off as a miscarriage yeah and his theme was I didn't do it <laughs> I didn't yes but he was just as ugly as Kane was at that time he was, that was his natural look it's like, oh, man, you are terrible to look at. Yeah, you didn't have to shave his eyebrows and fuck up his hair. He nah, was, was just ugly. fucking ugly. He was just... Yeah. You think it was a jobber, too. He wasn't really that good, if I remember right. Yeah, he was like Hillbilly Jim. Yeah. He really didn't have any moves. He was just... He would just go in and throw his weight around. Uh, another old character that was like that, but he was a badass, was um, Andre the Giant. Oh. He really didn't have any... Two, he really didn't have any moves. All he would pretty much do was... He would stand there, they would hit him, and he wouldn't react, and then he would throw him on the he would you know throw him on the floor and sit on them. One, two, three, oh. boom. And then also, I, uh, I don't know if you uh, ever saw this match. Uh, he had he had uh, Andre the Giant. Uh, yeah. He had a match where he it was him versus uh, like four guys. It, it was a it was a handicap match. Okay. He stacked all four guys on top of on top of each other and pinned them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we were watching a show. Um, I think it was the Hall of Fame, WrestleMania Hall of Fame, right before WrestleMania, and people were doing the speeches. And Mark Henry was actually inducted that time. He's talking about the story with uh, Mark Henry. Was at a show where Andre the Giant was. He went to see him, and some people were in front of him. They knocked him over. And he's, he was very upset because something was going on. He's trying to get somewhere, and they're leaving behind. And he was trying to see. He, he was trying to get into uh, into. Oh no, he was waiting there to see if he could see the. Uh, if, if he, specifically, he was there to see uh, Andre the Giant, and he was, he was, They were standing outside, uh, seeing if they could see any of the any of the superstars. Right, and. And they knock him over, and he's upset because he didn't see anybody. And here comes, he's standing right behind him, big old hand on his shoulder. Sure enough, it's Andre the Giant. He coming behind him, and he goes, you okay? He goes, yeah. And he said that was one of the best moments of his life, which is amazing, in my opinion. You know, that, that would be amazing for me, someone like that come behind me. Like, and you're there to see him. It's like a wish come true. He said that's, that's what kept him going to do what he wanted. He became the, uh, I think he, he's titled the world's strongest man, even till now. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, anything to add? Well, uh, you know, there's been a couple of documentaries done about, about Andre the Giant, and everyone they talk to, they, they really do say he was a gentle giant. You know, he made it, he, he was a big, scary monster in the ring, but mm. outside the ring, you know, even, um, uh, even, uh, uh, the the governor uh, the governor of California uh, what's oh, his name um, um, 
The Governator. <laughs> Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Uh, he told a story that, um, you know, Schwarzenegger had invited him out to eat. And they went and proceeded to have one of the biggest, um, yeah, one, one of the biggest meals uh, that he had ever... Him and Schwarzenegger? Holy him and Schwarzenegger, yeah. Uh, Schwar- Schwarzenegger said uh, that, uh, that Andre the Giant, by himself, drank about three bottles of wine. Holy crap. Just by himself. Uh, and they proceeded to have this gigantic meal. And then afterwards, you know, Schwarzenegger, uh, you, know, you know, when the check came, Andre the Giant tells Schwarzenegger, I'll pay. Holy crap. I, no, he goes, I pay. And Schwarzenegger was like, no. Uh, because it, it, it was known backstage, everybody called Andre the Giant the boss. Yeah. And Schwarzenegger tells them, no, I pay. And, you know, Andre was like, no, I pay. And Schwarzenegger <laughs> tells him, look, I invited you out. You know, uh, you may be the boss in the ring. I'm the boss out here. I pay. Andre the Giant nodded, said okay, stood up, picked Arnold Schwarzenegger up like a little doll and sat him on top of an Anwar. Uh, (laughs) And then got the check and paid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And Arnold Schwarzenegger is a big dude. And at the time, this was the 80s, so Arnold Schwarzenegger, this was at the time where he was. You know, he had done, like, the movies like Conan and, you know. This so, was, he's a big dude. He was, yeah, this was when he was still big old, you know, muscle man. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, he, he picked, Arnold Schwarzenegger says that he picked him up like a little doll. Wow. And sat him on top of this, you know, piece of furniture and was like, I'm going to pay. Imagine that. <laughs> like, you, you view yourself as a big dude. And this guy just picks you up like, no tomorrow. Like, what What goes through your head at that moment? Like, you know who uh, um, Andre the Giant... Uh, supposedly, the there was one uh, wrestler that uh, Andre the Giant just did not stand. And that was Macho Man Randy Savage. And, uh, he, you know, they've told stories about... You know, because uh, Macho Man was one of the one of those wrestlers that would, uh, you know, before a match he would rub oil all over his all over himself, make himself look shiny and stuff. Andre the Giant hated that. Yeah. And there is a story, you know, because before, every, you know, everybody has um, every, every all the all the wrestlers, all the superstars have their own, uh, you know, pre-fight you know rituals. You know, uh, you know, Stone Cold would throw a few back. Uh, Jake the Snake. It's been said that Jake the Snake, right before, right, right before a match, would be standing in the wings, uh, smoking a cigarette. And as soon as his music would start, he would throw the cigarette down and stomp on it and walk out. Well, Andre the Giant used to like to play cards. He would play cards and 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 have a have a couple, uh, you know, a couple wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Play with them. And uh, well, poker. I'm guessing. Hmm? Poker. I'm guessing. Yeah, poker, probably, most likely poker. Yeah. But he used to like to play cards in his private dressing room. Only he only let certain people go in there, ah. and he did not. He did not let uh, Randy Savage come in. And Randy Savage, before a match, would be like, 
this guy's gonna kill me. This guy's <laughs> gonna hurt me tonight. Yeah. So he went in there to talk because nobody had talked about how the how the match was gonna finish. Yeah. So he went in there to ask him. Andre the Giant looked at looked at Randy Savage, yelled, "Bait no baby oil, get out!" <laughs> and made would not calm down until he left his uh, his dressing room. <laughs> That's and, a true boss. That is a boss, man. That yeah. is the boss. But you know, we did get into this talking about Undertaker and uh, you know, I, I don't is Undertaker still fighting? Uh, special episodes. Well, uh, up until, I guess, you know, if he retired, I don't know, but, um, he, he took over as the boss. Right. Uh, you know, back in the, like, it, I've heard stories about, um, you know, I've, I've read stories, uh, about how, uh, uh, if there was ever disputes backstage, they would take it to... Undertaker. The Undertaker to yeah. Mark, uh, I can't think of his last name, but... Calloway. Mark Calloway. Mark Calloway? Yeah. And uh, he was pretty much, he served as judge and jury, and he would settle things. Like, uh, I think uh, Miz, the Miz had, had pissed off somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, but the uh, wardrobe. Yeah, it was something about the wardrobe. Somebody's, I think he did something to somebody's, um, somebody's uh, gear. Yeah. And uh, his punishment dealt dealt down by the Undertaker was he was not allowed in the dressing room. So for like two years that the Miz was working there, for the first two years that Miz was working at WWE, he had to get dressed out like outside of the dressing room, like the restroom, <laughs> like in or... the restrooms. Oh if he couldn't find a restroom to use, he would just dress in the hallway outside of the out of out of the dressing room. And also, there's no privacy with that because actually, I was watching a documentary. Or I forgot what I was watching, and apparently people are not allowed to go backstage to like nobody, not even family, are allowed to go backstage to the dressing room, because that's the wrestler's private area where they can, you know, focus and get ready for the match, gear up. They have their own privacy. They're in their own little world. You know, no one is allowed back there except the wrestlers. Not even management, unless it's really important. So this is, this is all them, and for a wrestler not to have that kind of space, it sucks. Yeah. yeah, I'd be the same way. I'm like, man, this just sucks, and you know, just can't. I can't focus because you, you have no privacy. You have no way to. You don't can't do your ritual the way you want. And I know er, er, not everybody has their own ritual, but a lot of brothers do their own thing. Like some work out, some have their own. You know, like I know um, uh, Undertaker has his own. Uh, what's his face? Brock Lesnar. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, um, a few other people I can't think of at the top of my head, but they have their own little ritual they do. And so, not to have your own space, it sucks. It's very uncomfortable. Which, yeah. And I think Undertaker, pay, as payment for being judge and juror, to give him like a six-pack of beer. Yep. <laughs> that was his yeah, payment. Yeah, he, 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 um, he was not against um, uh, receiving gifts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he was not against receiving gifts. You know, though, uh, you know, I've heard like pranks and stuff, too. And uh, this may, this may, uh, this is funny. This is a little funny anecdote. You know, the Phenom, mm -hmm. the Dead Man, the, you know, the Undertaker. Yeah. You know what he's afraid of? What? He has, Undertaker, Mark Calloway, he has a fear of cucumbers. Yeah. He, he's afraid of cucumbers. And there is a story that with, I read. With Paul Bearer. With Paul Bearer. To you know, because at the time, 
Undertaker had a signature look. He wore all black, except he except his boots and his gloves were purple. That was part of his. That was his costume. Yeah. And there's a story that Paul Bearer, in order to fuck with him backstage, took cucumbers and shoved them into his gloves. And when uh, Undertaker slipped these gloves on, he pulled out his hand and it's covered in, you know, slices of cucumber and he started puking and he had to get ready for a match and he just absolutely refused to wear his gloves and, you know, Vince McMahon was like, no, you need to wear, that's your, your outfit. And he was pretty much, I don't care, I'm not wearing, I'm not... So if you go back and look at like the old matches, there's one match. I don't. I don't think it, it was a pay per view. Yeah. Uh, but there is a match. It's the only one where yeah he came out and was not wearing any gloves, and that's why because you know they the had cucumbers. cucumbers and he's afraid of cucumbers, which is one of the weirdest irrational fears. Yeah, I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> like you're afraid of spiders, which is normal. Yeah, I'm afraid I, of spiders. I'm afraid of spiders too. I mean, big ones, small ones, I don't care. But big ones, oh, I can't. I can't have it in my hand. Spiders um, and heights. That, that, that's what do me in spiders and heights. Same here. Hi, yeah, spiders. No heights, not as much. Not as much as drowning. I fear drowning more than I do heights. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm not afraid of drowning only because I float. <laughs> I float. I don't. <laughs> I float. I'm, I'm muscle and fat, so I'll probably sink before I float. <laughs> um, and... Uh, uh, s- spiders, you know, that I don't consider that irrational because no. spiders can kill you. Oh, yeah, for sure. But cucumbers is one of the oddest fears. Cucumbers. Cucumbers. Yeah. That's just... And yeah. for him to just have such a, a visceral reaction to feeling, to touching them... <laughs> he started puking. Where he, yeah, he started puking. The Undertaker. The Fiend. The Undertaker. The Dead Man. You know, it's... The American Badass, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't don't mention the American Badass. That's not the Undertaker, dude. That was that was that was just why. That was just dumb because that around that time of when uh, you know nine eleven happened and America was going to war, so oh. they decided to take this iconic character, scrap his whole persona. And rebrand him as the American badass. I didn't think of that. Oh, that makes sense now. It failed, though. People, yeah. it, it did not help people get patriotic or anything. People were like, a lot of people. I mean, obviously there were still fans of The Undertaker, but mm. most of the ones were like, why? No. Boo. Mm. And, um, <laughs> what was I going to say? American badass, mm. Mike Pulo. Yeah, fucking... Um, not again. When uh, he came out, I actually watched when he first came out. He looked bigger, for some reason. Fatter, maybe. No, not fatter. He just looked bigger. He looked taller. I don't know what it was. He just seemed bigger. No, how tall is Undertaker? He's about five. Uh, six. Six seven, I think. Yeah, he's close to seven feet. Yeah, because uh, maybe it was boots. Because he was Kane boots. is seven foot one. Wait, he's bigger than Undertaker? Yeah, he's bigger than Undertaker. Oh, shit. Yeah, he, he's bigger than Undertaker. So, yeah, the, maybe he's six foot eight. So, maybe the boots is where it made him look taller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. 
Oh yeah, because he was no longer wearing flats. He was wearing, wearing like biker boots. That yeah, that with a be. heel, you know. So that's one thing that I actually loved about Undertaker. Like yes, he was the boss backstage, but he never hugged the title. Nope, he let it go to whoever who the manager wanted to. He held it for, like, not even less than, what, three times? Like, a few times. Yeah. I mean, he, he was never opposed to, uh, you know, getting other guys over. Yeah. You know, I mean, I hate to mention it, but I feel this was just a travesty, um, you know, when they had him finally lose the streak, you know. Oh. Uh, but to of all people. Ugh. Uh, Brock Lesnar, but I mean, he he took it like a champ, you know. He he he, you know. And you that know, was, he, was that the first or the he, second he, one where he got injured? I think that was the second. Second, second. one, mm-hmm. wasn't the first one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she lost. No, you know what? It was no, the first. Was the fir- yeah. That was the first one. The second one, I think he just wore out and kind of gave up. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it's old. It's and, justified. And that, He's that, old. And that's what it is. They, you know, I did see a, uh, I saw a podcast, Undertaker uh, came out on, uh, I think it was Stone Cold's pod- podcast, and uh, they, they talked to him about it, and he was like, you know what, it, it's fine, because, as, you know, the, the way he saw it is, is you know, he's old, mm-hmm. and, you know, as the, the champ, the man, mm-hmm. when you get to that point, you know, just just like Andre the Giant, uh, you go down so that the other guy, the new guy, the new blood can come in strong. Yeah. Uh, you know, Andre the Andre the Giant did it for um, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And you know he did it for uh, Brock Lesnar, but. <laughs> <coughs> but that's that's the reason why I like him because he's. He, Wait, did he lose to Brock Lesnar first, or no? Hulk Hogan first. No. No, no, but at WrestleMania. Cause remember, the streak, uh, oh. Undertaker never lost at, at WrestleMania. Until Brock Lesnar. Until, I actually, I'm thinking it was that other guy that I hate. Uh, not, he's probably, I, I think I hate him worse than AJ Styles. And that's, um... Reigns. Roman fucking Reigns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of all people... Yeah, of all people that they give, that they let, you know, beat the streak, Roman Reigns. And I hate... Whose only move is... The spear. The spear and that stupid... That stupid, he cocks his punch, his fist. Superman punch. Punches him. No, hombre, no, (laughs) Yeah, I I hate him too. Yes, I know. I usually go for the kayfabe, but no. I honestly, I could care less. They push him because he has leukemia. No. I don't, you don't, you don't get given stuff just because of that. You need, still need to work for it. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I, even though they told me that he was sick, that I'm just a regular guy, I'm not going to buy it. No. I hate to say it, but John Cena called him on his bullshit. He was giving shit, and John Cena put him up to it. He said, you need to learn how to do this. He did it live. He did an actual promo on it. You need to learn how to do this. It's called a promo. You need to learn how to talk. If not, why are you here? <laughs> sure enough. There goes Roman. He did not say a word. He knew he was caught up on his bullshit. This is why I don't respect Roman. And the second thing, he's boring to watch. His matches are literally the same match. No. He has the same three or four moves that he performs, and it's always in the same order. It's just boring. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's another like uh, like John Cena said. You're just another bootleg John Cena. <laughs> you, 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 you know what? I, I I think from now on, from here for from here on, I'm going to refer to. I have a new nickname for Roman Reigns. It's called '90s Diva Match, because <laughs> because you know back in the day, whenever the divas would be, you know, it, the divas were gonna have a match. That's you know that's when it would be like okay bathroom break. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I do uh, during when if I'm watching a pay per view, Roman Reigns match comes up. All right, time to hit the head. Yeah. Cause it's just not worth watching. And it was funny too, actually. Uh, the last Royal Rumble, which I'm happy that uh, Drew McIntyre won. Uh, it was who was in the last match? It was him, of course, Roman Reigns, and someone else. Oh, Edge, who came back. Edge came back. It was him, uh, Edge. Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns, and everybody's already boo boo at the crowds because Roman Reigns doing the shit, doing the same shit over and over again. And out of what a sweet surprise, fucking McIntyre just throws Roman over. And surprisingly enough, the last two are Edge and Drake McIntyre. And for, unfortunately, I mean, you, I don't know if you used to like Edge back in the day or. I used to like Edge when he was part of the Brood. Part of the Brood, okay. So not the other edge. The I liked Edge for a little while when he came when he went solo, but then when they did that whole thing where, you know, where uh, he was, you know, the whole thing, the few, the love triangle oh, between yeah. him, yeah. Lita, and the me too bad taste in my mouth. That just that was just ugh, no. Yeah, that put a bad taste mm-hmm. in my mouth too, because I love the Lita. Like she was and, my favorite. And then uh, when they did that whole thing where they fucked on 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 uh, on oh, live TV. Yeah. It was that was like, like, really? Come on, guys. Come on. Nah. No. Um, but him and Edge were actually at the end of the... Drew McIntyre and Edge were at the end of a uh, the Royal Rumble. And Drew McIntyre won. Which is surprisingly... Which I, actually I like. Because Drew McIntyre is actually kind of... He's cool looking. And I like his finisher. Which is basically a fucking big ass kick from big ass dude. Which is awesome. It's better than the fucking spear. <laughs> and better than the, the Superman punch. And it comes out of nowhere. The dude's fucking huge. Like a kick like that. I just want to experience to see how much it hurts. <laughs> well, like, you know... And he took a Brock Lesnar. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about something. You, you, you say, you keep saying, you know, this Drew, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. And I can't picture him. And I've noticed uh, that I have that problem with a lot of these... A lot of the characters... Whatever happened to the, the characters having actual, like, wrestling persona... Names. Everybody just has like you know Bray Wyatt, Drew McIntyre, yeah. uh, Taylor, whatever the hell. I mean, and, and and they're just like regular ass names. Yeah. Whatever happened to like Undertaker, Gangrel, Test, mm-hmm. you know Hawk and Animal. You know, th- you know I hear Hawk and I can picture Hawk and his you know to his double mohawk. I, I could, I, you know, you say, um, you know, Triple H, even him, Triple H, and I can picture him, because, that, that, you know, yeah. but when you say, like, their phone name, their, their name, you know, I'm just like, oh, who is that? Like, I, I, I can't, it's, because it, it really does seem like if they, they're not even trying to have, like, uh, like, wrestling, I, 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 like, I'm pretty sure Drew McIntyre is his actual name in real life. Yeah. And I've, 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 you got Ricochet. Hmm? Ricochet. 
Who? Ricochet. Uh, oh yeah, Ricochet. Yeah. yeah. Which literally is like a Ricochet fucking yeah. bouncing everywhere. Ultimo Dragon. <laughs> yeah. Come on, what happened? Where, where, where are the Ultimo Dragon? Where are the heroes, man? To be honest, like Superman don't come out as Clark, Clark Kent. <laughs> I mean, come on, Batman ain't, ain't coming out. Oh, I'm dressed as a bat, but my name is Bruce Wayne. No, man, come on. Where's the heroes? Where's the villain? What it is is that a lot of people are kind of, kind of getting away from that. I guess. K-Feb is already dead. Yeah. Uh, which, that's fine. I'm fine with K-Feb being dead. You know? Like that, like we were explaining earlier with Chris Benoit. Like, yeah. that was pure K-Feb right there. Like, you're rooting for the, <laughs> rooting for the guy because he's the ultimate underdog. And I think that's what it was. It, it's K-Feb, but they broke K-Feb. I mean, it, that, that's what, I think that's what made that so epic. They broke K-Feb because it was just so emotional. I mean, his, his buddy... His buddy couldn't resist the urge to run out there and fucking hug him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, yeah, dude, you did it. You know? Because also that, that same night, Eddie Guerrero beat Brock Lesnar for the title. Mm-hmm. That same night. And that's where, like, he's literally telling him, we did it, man. We're at the top. You know, we're here. There's like, it's like we a dream. We made it. We you made know, it, it's finally. Like, oh. You know, bring tears to your eyes if you knew what was going on, man. So emotional. But... And also, too, Chris Benoit even had his full name, but he had his nickname, the Crippler. Yeah, he was, he, he, oh, the, um, the Rabbit Wolverine, remember yeah. that, yeah. And Which was perfect, because he had tiny little arms. <laughs> I don't know how that dude wiped his own butt, because his, arms, like this, his arms only went as far as his waistline. <laughs> he came out walking, and he was like, what's up, guy, but you see his arms, they're like this, man, side to side. And I used to love that, because that was one of his things, was, uh... If somebody tried to get him in a in a in a move, he could always flip out because they can they can <laughs> they couldn't hold on to his little tiny nubs, man. And they're fucking powerful <laughs> little arms too. You, you do the, the chest slap, you see? Oh it. yeah. <laughs> uh, there there's only been two people that have done like really good, uh, you know, chest slaps, chops. Yeah. Uh, the best was um, Ric Flair. Yes. Ric Flair did the best uh, chest slaps and, and, and chops. Yeah. And Chris Benoit. Chris yeah. Benoit. The, they were the, the only two ones that I've seen that do them like perfect. They look like they hurt. The Nature Boy Ric Flair? The Nature Boy. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, what did I say? I said, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. just pointing it out. Oh, you yeah. had a name? Uh, Eddie Guerrero? Yeah. Ric Flair. The Nature Flair, Boy. Flair. The Nature Boy. He would, yeah. Eddie Guerrero, Latino Heat? Latino Heat. Or, he had another name, didn't he? Or was that it? That was it. Yeah, that was, that was it. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero, Latino Heat. Which also brings me to another topic. When he would come out with, uh, you remember uh, <coughs> when... Uh, China. Yeah, <laughs> Latino Heat with China, mamacita. You give her a rose and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what? Here, here's one. Do you remember when, for a little bit, um, there was it, it, they were trying to make it like uh, there was something between Kane and China? They did that in the Attitude Era. Really? Yeah. Kane and China. And um, then they did it also with Kane and... Uh, there was a girl. There was a, a, a diva back in the 90s called Terry? No, Tori? Tori. I think was Tori. Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson? No, no, not Tori Wilson. Or Terry. Something. You know, there, there was this blonde. It, yeah. They all looked the same. They were yeah. all blonde and they all had big boobs. Yeah. Uh, but there was one that was in uh, DX, and um, K 
Kane for a little while joined DX. Really? Yeah, and his tag team partner was X Pac, and she would come out, and him, Kane, and this, and her, they were together, and the, and it was so cute because like she would get knocked out. They did the whole thing where she would try and interfere. She would get knocked down. Uh, and there would Kane go and be carrying her out of the ring, you know. It was it was cute, and then uh, and then the storyline went uh, went another way and turned into a love triangle. X Pac stole her from Kane, and then Kane uh, that's what broke up their their tag team part, their tag their you know their the, tag team. The classic turn on each other thing. Yeah, Yoko. Yeah. Um, another topic that I was gonna discuss is uh, I don't know if you remember when. Uh, it involves Eddie Guerrero and Benoit and someone else that you'll, you'll remember in a minute. Uh, I think it was Tough Enough. I remember Tough Enough. And there were, I think it was Tough Enough, like you have a bunch of uh, kids, not kids. Yeah, but like, up, up and comers. Yeah, They're exactly. trying, to, trying to get a signed contract. I think the first, uh, first one who won was this guy named Maven, and he sucked. Yeah, he was terrible. But uh, there was a guy named by the name of Daniel Pewter. I remember him. And uh, him, they were supposed to go one-on-one match with Kurt Angle. And people who don't know, he actually would have broken Kurt, uh, Kurt Angle's arm with the, something called a Kimura lock, mm. which is extremely devastating. But luckily, the the ref knew what was going on, and they he, Angle pinned him and won the match. But if they hadn't stopped the match, Pewter would have broken his arm. And that pissed Angle off, and he told management, so here comes, uh, I think it was a Royal Rumble, I think. Like, like, it's, like not not the main one, but like a mini Royal Rumble match. Like uh, during during the week. Like a niche yeah. uh, Royal Rumble Like match. a 10-man Royal yeah. Rumble. And I think Ben Walgett <laughs> came out. And Guerrero, uh, he came out first. And a few people come out. And here comes Peter. You know, he's coming up. And everybody's out. And it's just Ben Wall in there. And Peter comes out like a little dick. You know, coming out. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to win this. And who's in the ring? Benoit. He's like, all right. And they managed to tell Benoit, fuck him up. And sure enough, I will show you here in a few minutes. You, you see Benoit, <laughs> fucking backslap. And you see Peter, oh! <laughs> and well, you, well you, you know, back in the day, they used to do these things called, uh, they were called receipts. Yeah. And what that was, now, you know, everything is, you know, gone. You know, everybody... You can't do stuff like this anymore, so they've kind of made it illegal. But back in the day, they used to do, do these things called receipts, and what what that was, mm-hmm. what that was, was um, the uh, if one one of the wrestlers did a move too hard, mm-hmm. the other person uh, would give would like hit them for real. Like it was called like a receipt. In other words, it was like oh, okay. it was like. Mm. Like a stiff punch. Like, yeah, he would give him a, a, a solid hit yeah. back to be like, look, you need to chill out. Yeah. You know, and they were called, give, it was called giving somebody a receipt. They still do this overseas, and one of the word, one of the uh, prime examples <laughs> is uh, Asuka. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Asuka has been, they, they've uh, talked to some of the people that Asuka has, has wrestled, has fought, and uh, they've talked about how, yeah, she can get. That they they've pretty much sanctioned giving her receipts because <laughs> because sometimes she will get a little rough yeah and then they'll give her a receipt but like they were talking to Bailey 
Yeah. And she she said that if, if you give Asuka a receipt, she doesn't take it like, ow, I need to calm down. She takes it as, ow, okay, we can get rougher. <laughs> ow. <laughs> Which is amazing. You see it, too. You, you oh, know yeah. it. You're like, ooh, damn. We got ghost fear in the. Sorry about that, in, guys. We got ghost fear in the in the in the office. And you see it. You watch whenever whenever uh, wrestling matches. You'll realize, oh, that was kind of hard. You see fucking bruises on their oh, on their yeah. bodies. Yeah, pretty much. If you're watching an Oscar match, you're and, watching a fight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if you're watching an Oscar match, and if you look at a particular move, and you think to yourself, "Shit, that looks real," probably is. <laughs> Probably is. <laughs> going, going back to stiff hits. Uh, so Ben was in the ring, and he's he's smacking the shit out of Peter, just demolishing him. And it wasn't just him; they got the memo. Here comes uh, Eddie Guerrero, his friend, uh, and they're both talking to each other like, like you can tell there's something's going on because they're talking to like, they tell you to do this, like you know, there's uh, something, they're saying something. He goes, yeah, yeah, let's do it, and there goes Guerrero. Bam, stiff hits. You see fucking Peter? Oh, he's dying. And then one guy that's known to be really rough on you guys, Hardcore Holly comes down the fucking ring. Oh, no. Oh, it was bad. You got two fucking veterans who are kind of semi-veteran, but also kind of jobless at the time. And you got Hardcore Holly, which is more bigger in fame at the, at the time. At the time, yeah. And they're all just fucking going... Bam. Berserk on his Berserk. Head. Oh, it, it was not. But you see his chest just lit up red. Like, this dude's white as hell. Are you good? This, he's white as hell. And you see his chest is red, almost bleeding, like bruising. It, it was bad. And I think after that, that's where he kind of took off. He, he left. He's all, fuck this, I'm out of here. Like, it, it was terrible. So, yeah, this guy, we wanted to test, you know, the higher-ups. He did, and he got his ass whooped. It was bad. Oh, that was terrible. And that kind of reminded me of uh, Stiff Hits, you know, this guy, like, you're a newbie, and you try to push yourself. Don't do it. Just do what they tell you. <laughs> oh, that was nasty. Um, but, yeah, they even talked about it. They go, yeah, then you put it with a little shit, you didn't listen, and uh, they gave us to go ahead to uh, do whatever we wanted, and we did. Never came back. <laughs> that was terrible. Um, and then what else was I doing about? Uh, Peter, Stiffitz, Oscar. Which actually now that they, beside Inoki in, in the past, they have like any new Japan wrestlers or anybody from like out of states? Beside Andre the Giant? Well, you had Andre. Ultimo Dragon was, uh, you know, a lot of people thought. You know, this may come to a surprise. I don't know if you know this, but Ultimo Dragon isn't Mexican. No? No, he is a luchador, but mm. he is actually Japanese. Ultimo is not Spanish. Ultimo, uh, Ultimo, something like, I don't know how you pronounce it. Mm. It's actually Japanese for the last. Ultimo, yeah. Ult he is the last dragon. Now, do you know why he's called the last dragon? No. <clears throat> his claim to fame and his his you know his claim to his name is because 
Ultimo Dragon was the was one of the last students of Bruce Lee. Really? He was an actual martial artist. Yeah. Uh, he's he he was taught by Bruce Lee. Do you have his real name or no? You know his name. I don't know his real name. I have to I have to do some research like, now. That's interesting. Like, like all luchadors, uh, you know, uh, luchadors keep their names pretty secret. His yeah. name is literally Ultimo Dragon. But yeah, he was one of the last students of Bruce Lee, and that's why he's he's allowed to use that name. If he were to have a son, you know, like uh, like it, it's it's common for like uh, for luchadors to pass on their masks to their sons. Uh, you know, Mil Mascara did it. Um, um, uh, who's the the dancing guy? I actually like him. Um, I can't think of his name. But a lot of luchadors will pass on their masks to their sons, and they will continue with the name of their dad. But Ultimo can't do that because his—that's his name. He—he he can only use that name because, yeah, he was the last student of the Dragon, briefly. He's got a story behind it, mm-hmm. and he's got rights to it. Yep, that is interesting. Like you were saying earlier, everybody—they like their names, but this actually has some history behind it, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Which you know. It, you know, it kind of adds to. It's like watching a watching a movie. There's history behind the character. You know, there's and this is actually factual, which is kind of cool. Kind of, which I'm gonna go research now in a little yeah. while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looked it up. Yeah, he he studied under Bruce Lee. Was one of one of his last students, and yeah, and he of course he doesn't use any. There, there's those ghosts again. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he actually, yeah, he, of course, you know, he, he studied martial arts and then he got into wrestling, which back in the, back in, in that era, luchador, uh, luchador was really big in Japan for a long time before like wrestling, mm-hmm. like, you know, so that's why he ended up becoming a, a, a luchador, uh, you know, with the mask and everything. That's interesting. But yeah, and yeah, a, a lot of people, you know, you think Ultimo, you hear the name too, Ultimo Dragon. Yeah, and, and you, you think, think Spanish, you think Mexican, but yeah. no, he 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 was he was Japanese. That's cool. So you had Ultimo Dragon, you had uh, Antonio Inoki. Um, well, now we have Shinsuke and Asuka, mm-hmm. and Kyrie Sane. Yeah, who is. Kyrie insane. She is. She. I don't think I've ever seen anybody do a better. She. she no one has done a a better um, elbow drop off the top rope since Macho Man. Yeah. You know that was Macho Man's signature move back in the day, but and no one's done a a, a good job of it since. Until you know, Kyrie Sane came and just so unique looking. Uh, it it looks like it hurts. You know she has to hold back. Obviously they yeah. can't. You know a move like that, you crush somebody's rib cage. But it looks so fucking real. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> and not to say you know yes, wrestling is fake, mm-hmm. obviously. But come on. You know, go into a uh, go into a ring. Let somebody body slam you. Tell me how fake that is. Uh, you know, the, the, the storylines and all that, yes, they might they may be fake. But, they may be fake. But, 
the the shops are real. The wrestling may be fake, but the shots for real, boss. I'll tell that up. Um, yes, wrestling is real because I can vouch for that. Because some of the stuff I've seen on there, I've done myself, and that shit hurts. Like actually, one move that uh, I kind of thought it was Ed boring looking, but uh, I actually it's, it has been used. Um, recent wrestler uh, Wade Barrett. Do you remember him? He did the, uh, I forgot what it's called. Basically, the fireman's carry, but you throw him over. Yeah. Uh, one of my mentors did it to uh, one of our black belts for his demo. And uh, he did the exact same thing. You break demo, he does the throw, he goes over him, bam, full force on the floor. And the black belt just did the there's like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> Which, in, in my opinion, I thought it looked boring, but I didn't realize how effective it was. Yeah, it's boring, but it's effective as hell. Um, like the other shit that looks cool, it's probably not gonna be as. Fucking It's not as effective. Um, I mean. Yeah, I was gonna get back to. I was watching. Uh, I don't know why I was watching it. I was watching a uh, interview with Brock Lesnar, uh, out of all people, and uh, I think someone asked him about it because he has a ring in his house. And the guy gets on the ring and he lays down and he goes, oh! And he said, it was, it's uh, plywood. Yeah. And and he goes, man, what'd you do to, to do your ring? Holy crap. Because this is what what, I, what we yeah. play on. This is what we play on. What we wrestle on. This is real. Yeah. He goes, shit. <laughs> yeah. Every, everybody thinks that um, they're fighting on like padded, padded and, you know, spring. No. No. It, it's, all, it's plywood. It's. It's canvas over wood. That's, yeah. that's what they're referencing. There's only like. a spring on it. That's about it. Yeah. There's a, the spring comes from the edge of, of the um, the edge of, of the uh, of of the ring, but it's it's. I mean, yes, the springs are there to absorb some mm -hmm. of the of of you know the falls and and all that, but no, what they're fighting on is it's just canvas. Over wood. That's that's what they're fighting on. I mean, you look at you look at like when they're fighting on outside of the ring. There's probably more padding on the outside of the ring than there is on yeah. the inside of the ring. Because they do a higher. It's more risky that yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, which I can vouch for. That shit does hurt. Because I've actually some of my demos that I've done, which I'm only because I'm a great faller. I know not to injure myself. Uh, I've fallen not on carpet. I've fallen on carpet floor. <laughs> and sometimes mats for easier or better but it, for some reason the mats kind of get in my way and it makes me lose balance so it's not as pretty but it's actually much easier doing on the floor but it hurts so it's a double-edged sword like some of the stuff that I've been through and some stuff I've seen that they do I can tell you right now that shit does hurt I'm like you're gonna on your back on your side you gotta learn how to fall like these guys are amazingly trained at what they do they learn how to they know how to fall correctly they know how to fall very correctly, which is something you have to learn over time. Oh yeah, uh, you know they showed it. They showed it if you watch the old Tough Enough um, episodes, and if you watch like the training stuff that they do with NXT, yeah, that's one. The first thing that they teach them, 
before they teach him uh, how to pull a punch and chops and all of that, the very first thing they teach him is how to fall down. Yeah. You fall flat and you put your chin to your chest to yep. protect your head. Yeah. And then you get to the more, more uh, what's it called, more difficult stuff, which takes a lot more time. I, I can tell you right now, I've actually had people who I've trained with that actually had to come to me for it because they didn't know what to do. I'm like, yeah, do these things. Like, you need, it's not gonna, you're not gonna learn it overnight. It does take time. Like, you know, someone with quite a few years, they know what they're doing, but someone with very little years, they can do so very easily. Like, going back to what Boo said, wrestling is real, the moves are, are real. If you don't know how to deal with it and you're not trained in it, you can get hurt extremely, extremely yeah, just, ba- badly. Yeah, just ask, you know, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, even Undertaker. Yeah. Oh, Sid Vicious. Oh. He, oh. And you know why? Because um, Sid Vicious, the only reason he tried that move was because management, they, management thought that his move set was boring, and they needed. They asked him. Keep in mind, Sid Vicious was this like six foot eight, heavy monster they wanted him to have a off a, an aerial move yeah so they're like well just do a big boot off the top rope and he's like okay first time he tries it he lands his ankle just oh, shatters and it is you people can look it up you know listeners look it up Sid Vicious uh uh Sid Vicious broken ankle and <sighs> it is just Horrible. I mean, his ankle turns into jelly. Oh, that is terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's, you know, there's... And there, even that, there's been several people who have lost teeth. McFoley. You know, McFoley. <laughs> uh, Chris Benoit. Oh, yeah. yeah toothless bro, aggression. The, the toothless aggression. <laughs> yeah, That's what they started calling Yeah, like the nicknames. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, these moves, yes. they Yes, they pull their punch. Yes, they're stomping their they're they're stomping on the ground when they throw a hit to make the sound. But these moves, if done improperly, can hurt people, can even kill people. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, story. Uh, one I remember, uh, Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. He didn't directly do. It wasn't intentional. It was an accident. Yeah. What happened was, uh, he was actually I think in Mexico. I think. Yeah, and he was in Mexico during uh doing a. Uh, a show. A show, a luchador show. And uh, what happened was the, he threw the guy to the ropes to do a signature move. And apparently he, I think, was it called, uh, when you go back and forth, uh, whiplash. Yeah. But yeah. he did it so fast that it broke his neck and he didn't realize it. Yep, and he, it broke that guy's neck. And he, he stopped he stopped wrestling for a while. Yeah. Uh, Mysterio, had he did his signature move, but he noticed the guy who was wrestling did not move. Like, he didn't play the part. Like we said, selling. And he noticed something was going on. He's like, "Hey, you know, hey," and they they realized, "Holy shit, he, he's not doing good." I, either he passed away that moment, or maybe a few hours later, he broke his neck. I'm pretty sure he was dead. Yeah, but, or if not, yeah, he died soon, very soon after. Yeah, and that's where you said Mysterio just stopped. He had to stop for a while, which is kind of sad. Which I think I mean, he's probably one of the best uh, luchadores at this at this time. Yeah. Yeah, which which is incredibly sad at that time. You know, that's got to scar you for life. I mean, you even have um, 
there was this, uh, there was this, um, character named Draws. He was paralyzed by this other wrestler named, uh, D'Lo Brown. I don't know if you remember yeah, D'Lo Brown. Yeah, I don't, I remember D'Lo Brown, yes. Well, he used to do, his finisher was a sit-down powerbomb. And he performed this move, and keep in mind, they did this correctly. It wasn't fucked up. Uh, they didn't mess with, they didn't botch the move. It just, it, he hit at a certain, with a certain amount of force, and it paralyzed draws from the neck down. What move was it? It was a sit-down powerbomb. That was his, uh, oh. Brown's, I can't remember what he called it, but it, he would pick him up, and then when he would drop him, he would drop like this, sitting down. He, he would drop, he would drop him on their back. But he would sit down. It's called a sit down powerbomb, mm -hmm. and it wasn't botched. He did it correctly. He did what he was supposed to do, and it just yeah it paralyzed him. He left him paralyzed from the neck down. He died a few a few years back. Mm -hmm. um, but Draws retired after that. He never wrestled again because you know he ended that guy's career and I mean ruined his life. Pretty much. I, the, I mean, he was paralyzed for the rest of his life until he died. I think, too, uh, I forgot who did it. Um, who was it? But Tyson Kidd also got injured badly. I uh, forgot who who was... Uh, man, someone we know very well, too. <clears throat> Just in proper place and bad timing. He broke his neck, and that's why he doesn't wrestle anymore. Or something in his back, something happened where he got injured. Um, and it was a basic, basic, uh, basic move. And he got injured and stopped wrestling, which is uh, Natalia, Natalia Nahar's uh, husband. Yeah. yeah. I forgot who, I can't remember who did it. Someone recurring that we know. Uh, you have any thoughts? Who could, who I, can, I can't even. I don't know. <laughs> oh, You're oh, talking about Anvil, right? Huh? Talking about Anvil? Uh, Nightheart's uh, husband? Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Tyson You're talking Kidd. about Tyson Kidd. Her husband. Her, I thought you were talking about her, her dad. No. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Um, damn it. I know who it is. It's of my tongue. It's not Lesnar. Good. Did it happen in NXT? No. It happened in WWE. It had to have happened in WWE. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well. Well, anyway. Um, anyways. Um, but, yeah. Everything, everything's real. It's just... Only thing that's not real is probably the the storyline, <laughs> and uh, no, I'm pretty sure uh, some of them. I, are. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the Undertaker is uh, is really like undead. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, boo. <laughs> um, oh, you know, just getting back to uh, Japanese ref Japanese uh, uh, superstars. Uh, I was I I forgot about possibly the biggest. Literally Japanese um, superstars, Yokozuna. Yeah, I forgot yeah, about I that. Forgot about Yokozuna. Yeah, and which he actually was a sumo wrestler, right? He was a real sumo wrestler, and if you didn't know, uh, Yokozuna is a title. Uh, Yokozuna is what they call champions. Uh, sumo wrestlers, if, if if they win like a championship, they're not called sumo champions. They're called Yokozuna. It's a rank, mm -hmm. like I guess black belt, like a grandmaster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like grandmaster. 
they're called Yokozuna, so and he was a real Yokozuna, so he was allowed to use that because he was without causing without pissing anybody off yeah. in Japan. Because <laughs> he was a Yokozuna. That's crazy. Yeah. Which he deserved that because he was a champion for a he while. He was a champion. Yeah, he deserved it. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Because I think I think the way it works is you have to win a certain amount. You have to win like consecutive victories. Mm-hmm. And if you win consecutive victories, I'm not sure how many, that's the only way to earn the rank of Yokozuna. Right. So, <laughs> I think we're going to end up with a few questions. Um, uh, things can change in wrestling. Not a lot of things. It's like one or two things. What would you want to have changed? You know what? I would say bring back the Attitude Era. I want the Attitude Era back. The storylines are just better. I, I yep. mean, they're just... These new storylines are fine. They're good. Yeah. But I I just... I miss what I grew up watching. Yeah. And you it's know, not I, really PG. Bring, yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. You know, that's what, I'm, that's what... That's mainly what I'm talking about. Everything is now so PC. Everything has to be so PC. And yes... Maybe that is a good thing, but you miss out on a lot of the good storylines uh, that you had back in the day. Yeah. Like, well, like, like what I mentioned with the, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, Undertaker's crew. Yeah. Crucifying people. <laughs> I mean, you can't do that now because then you'll have all the Christians getting uppity about it. <laughs> yeah. You know. I agree. <laughs> you know, you um. have. Uh, Stone Cold drinking beer on stage. You can't which do was, that. Because, which is awesome. Just yeah, you can't do that anymore. And that was every night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, these guys wrestle like, what, five, six days a night? Yeah, maybe one day off. Maybe not even any. Which is crazy. They're on the road. Yeah. 24-7. Um, one thing I would change... Um, couldn't really think of. I can't think of off the top of my head. Stop putting over good wrestlers. Uh, like, no, put over good wrestlers. Or, I mean, yeah, that. That's Keep, what I mean. Hold back shitty wrestlers like Roman Reigns. They, they, they just need to get rid of him. He, yeah. He's boring. People boo him and they insist on putting him over. Yeah, like every fucking, every, every, <laughs> like I watched the last WrestleMania this past few years. Who's the main event? Why did I watch it? I was bored. All the matches before him were great. The Hardys came back, which was amazing. Um, a few of the things I, c- I can't think of at the moment were ma- some of the girl matches were even better than Reigns. Like some of the girl matches, I give him credit; they're amazing. Uh, like I'll, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, listeners. And that is, if you ever, if you're ever watching a pay per view, and you see that Roman Reigns is on the card. You can pretty much bet that he's gonna win. They're gonna put him over nine times because, out of ten. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like six now. Yeah, eleven of... times out of ten, they're going to put him over. Yeah. <laughs> but they think they find this and they stop putting him over so much because they actually put him up last time, which I was happy about. Now I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing that I'm happy that they did change. I'm gonna, I'm glad about this. I'm glad. About I'm happy about the uh, the way the the female wrestlers are now. I like that. In order to be a, 
a, a wrestler in the WWE uh, as a female. You have to have skill. You actually have to be a wrestler. You can't just be a model. You can't just shake your tits and you're good. Yeah, you can't just go up there, shake your tits, you know, show you know, show your ass off, and then get ahead. No, you actually have to put in, you know, put put in the the time and energy into learning how to wrestle and be a good wrestler. Yeah. And I like that they are no longer called divas. They are now called superstars. Yep. I love that. One thing, but what I do hate is they always they always give credit to um, a lot of the a lot of these newer female wrestlers. And in my opinion, the one who actually started the female revolution in WWE was China. Yep. Because she, she, she took on the guys. Today, oh yeah, because today she is the only female wrestler. They they omit this. Maybe not now because they finally inducted her yeah. after she died. Uh, but they, you know, she's today the only female superstar who has ever held the intercontinental title. Yeah. Or any non-female only title. She held the Intercontinental title for a while. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and uh, so, in my opinion, China is the one who started the revolution. It just took a, took a few years to catch up where, right. where she left off. Like, I wish they would, like, one of my... Uh, I should get to the topic in a minute. Like, I'm tired of them getting good wrestlers, give them all this hype, they get to the main event, and they don't win. For example, uh, you're which piss you off a little bit, Oscar and Charlotte. Amazing wrestler, Oscar. Yeah, you see, the whole point of stuff like that is to put you you know you're supposed to put over like the new ones, the upcomers, the ones that you you think are gonna you know do good, you know the the upcoming you know what they call new blood. Mm-hmm. Charlotte had already been there for a while, yeah. and you know she had al- she already had a big fan base. Mm-hmm. So here comes this upcomer Oscar, who is just amazing. She is my favorite. Probably not like current wrestling, uh-huh. out of even the guy wrestlers. I think Oscar is my favorite. Yeah, currently wrestling. And she's a phenom in her own right. <laughs> and for them to, you know, get her there only to lose to Charlotte, I mean, oh. that's, you know, that, that that's inking the balls. You know, yeah, that, that that you know, that's like rooting for the Yankees. The Yankees are supposed to win. You know, <laughs> you you don't you don't you know, oh. you know that that's like going to watch, uh, you know, Davy versus Goliath, and then rooting for Goliath. You know, yeah. he's supposed to win. And then Goliath winning. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm, I'm tired of WWE doing that. Uh, like, for example, I think that same year, Shinsuke. Uh, him and AJ Styles won. No. And, like, I'm, I'm a fan of AJ Styles, which I really was disappointed. <laughs> well, because, not all perfect. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean. Anyways, uh, Shinsuke's my favorite. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, Shinsuke my favorite, but I love AJ too. But at that time, I wanted Shinsuke to win because he develops the type of style of, of, mar- of wrestling that I would actually 
if I ever become a wrestler, you know, those are my dreams, I would have done. I would have loved to have that kind of aspect. So I was like, yes, please, Shinsuke. And no. And just down the drain. And now he's wrestling like he was such a good baby face. Like he was amazing. He had amazing charisma. Like he literally did not say a word. His 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 debut, his recent debut. Mm. Yeah, like his debut was amazing. He didn't say a word. They knew who he was. He just came in. Whoever was in the ring, they didn't matter. It was always on him. His debut. Everybody's eyes on him. He didn't say one word. He had the crowd in him. He didn't have to. Yeah, he didn't have to say a word. He, he just him coming out. As soon as his music hit, yeah, you 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 heard the audience. Yeah. Singing along to his entrance music. Like, I mean, they everybody knew who he was. Yeah, and like when he does do his promos, he's actually pretty good at it. Like he was having a promo with. Uh, I mean, yeah, he has broken English, but he's still he's effective. Good. Yeah, he, yeah. With the uh, glorious one, Bobby Roode. Glorious. Uh, yeah, it was funny because uh, he's telling uh, Bobby Roode, "Bobby, you look good. You look great. You look like Shiba in you." And Bobby was like, "What the fuck is Shiba in you? <laughs> Japanese dog." The crowd was laughing. And then, uh, that, sa- that same uh, promo, he goes, he starts talking to him in, in Japanese to Bob, uh, Bobby Roode. And Bobby's just sitting there, just giving him the blank face. And uh, and Bobby goes, I don't understand a word you're saying. And Nakamura replies, yeah, me too. <laughs> I remember that promo. And everybody's fucking snapping. Like I said, he's effective. He can't, you know, he doesn't speak it very well. He but did, he's, he's effective as hell. Yeah, I, you know, you know, I do have a bone to pick with uh, with uh, uh, with Shinsuke Nakamura though because he did he you know he did insult you know my future ex wife Asuka. He did. Uh, yeah, he uh, it, he did a he did a show uh, on, a, on a YouTube channel with Asuka. Uh, they were playing uh, they were playing some game. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he said that uh, uh, that her Japanese is bad Japanese compared to his <laughs> actual Japanese. No way! I think yeah. I remember that. Well, because she's um, she's a different part. She, she's from Osaka, ah. and basically Osaka is to Jap Osaka is to Japan what like the South is to the rest of America how oh. you know all of us Texans have to have to sound like this and yeah. talk with a twang right. yeah that's how Osaka how Japanese see Osakans and uh, Nakamura's from Kyoto I think right he's from Kyoto yeah mm-hmm. so she's from the she's from the she's an islander she's, a, she's an Osakan she's from Osaka she's from the South so yeah he, he, he was making fun of the way she talks man so <laughs> so and Oh, speaking of that, I was gonna say the last question is, what's your biggest dis- disappointment? Like you already know mine. My disappointment was, which is still going on, Nakamura losing at the uh, WrestleMania because that would have been the year of the, Jap- the J- Japanese fucking yeah, Oscar. And I, honestly, honestly, uh, you, you actually you mentioned that uh, yeah. my biggest dis- my I don't think I'll ever get over watching Oscar. You know, no. put over Charlotte. I mean, that was just that was just bad. I, I mourned that night. <laughs> I mourned that night. Happy the chocolate cake. 
Yeah, same here. Like, but it made up for me with uh, Nakamura because he actually became a heel at that time. Kind of, he fucking low blow the shit out of AJ Styles. Like he was gonna bow to him, <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, okay. And then all of a sudden, bam! You see AJ. Oh, it's like yes, he's becoming a heel. Which unfortunately we lost the uh, the original uh, Nakamura theme song, which is my favorite, which is my my ringtone. Uh, we lost yeah, that. We got something else. And they then, changed it. It's it sounds fun. cool. It's cool now, but I miss the old one. Is this that? Because that brought the attention to people, like just that music. The violin. Oh that, my god. Yeah. yeah. Which is technically still in there, but it's it's not as effective. It's more guitar now. And like I said before, they're putting over. They're not putting over good wrestlers. Like Nakamura is now like considered a jobber. They put him with fucking Sami Zayn of all people. I like Sami Zayn. He's a good wrestler, but I hate I hate his promos. He gets annoying. Yeah, his promos are kind of bad. But I like, you know, I have to root for that. I have to root for Zayn because I mean his theme song is ska, man. His whole his whole gimmick is ska. I grew up in I grew up in the nineties, and my I grew up listening to bands like, you know, Real Big Fish and Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Yeah. I love ska music, and I've always said ska is not dead. It's just taking a it's just taking a break. <laughs> so here comes this guy in you know the you know you know late two thousands or the early two thousands whatever, and uh, and he was he his whole thing is ska. So I have to root for him. I have to go for him. Yeah, which I understand. You know, you know one of the lightweights I like is. Uh, Oh, what's that video game character looking guy? He comes out with like video game characters. Oh. His gimmick is like video games and shit. Um, TJ Perkins, I think his name. TJ Perkins, I yeah. like him. He, yeah. he's, cool. he's good. He's a good wrestler. He's actually like Ricochet, mm -hmm. but it's a Ricochet is a lot more aerial. Um, but yeah, he's pretty good too. He's got some good, good, really good uh, joint lock for his finisher, which is one of my favorites, the leg lock, uh, which fucking hurts like hell. Um, but back to what we were saying, yeah, my that's my biggest disappointment. And like I said, that we would change. I wish they would stop holding back these amazing wrestlers. Shinsuke is an amazing wrestler. Uh, one of yours, Asuka, is amazing. She's also in the same boat as Shinsuke. Mm -hmm. They're both just like jobbers now. Like they're not well, the full p potential. Well, they're uh, you know Asuka's doing good with uh, her tag team with uh, Kyrie Sane. But she's now a heel. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, they turned on Paige, and that's what I was going to get to. That is another disappointment. Paige had, like, such, such potential. Mm. She could have she could have became, like, a champion, man. Mm. Only to have it, you, you know, her, her career ended with a botched kick to the back. By, by uh, Sasha Banks. Sasha Skanks. Sasha Skanks. I never liked her, even when she was in NXT. Me neither. I still don't like her. I, I don't. I don't like I, her I gimmick. Don't like her. I, don't I like can't her. get behind it. No. Like, she she seems she's a boss, you know. And it's with me because of her, like, you, you think you're better than everybody else. Nah, I just run the wrong she, way. And, and I'm sorry, but her, her uh, matches, I mean... <laughs> if it wasn't for the people that she's fighting, her matches would suck. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, if I'm watching a Sasha, a Sasha Banks match, I'm watching it for whoever she's fighting because 
her move her move set ain't nothing to you know you know ain't, ain't nothing to write home to about either. Um, I can't I can't even think of um, I can't even think of what what is her finisher. Um, I forgot what it's called, but I know she uh, does like. A, it's a, even it a submission move. It's a submission, but it, it starts with the uh, the thing to the back, knees to the back, and she goes over to her cross face. More knees to the back. Yeah. She, I mean, yeah. Ugh, she just I, I I don't like her I don't like her moves. I just her character is stupid. I don't, I don't like. Have you, anybody who's a Sasha Banks fan? Sorry. Open forum. <laughs> Open forum. We do not care what you think. We're gonna say what we want. <laughs> My First Amendment says that I can say Sasha Banks is stupid and fucking yeah. just, sucks. Yeah, I just don't care about her. Um, who doesn't like AJ Styles? I do. Oh well. AJ Bad Hairstyles. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting, dude. One day. One day. He's going to be wrestling. And that wig is going to come flying <laughs> off. And we're all going to see that he's Belon bald on oh, the they're, they're gonna shave his head. <laughs> he's gonna have hair like like when they unmasked Kane. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Oh man, that'll be a day. And um, changing and disappointments. Any any questions you have? No. All right. I think we pretty much covered mm-hmm. everything. This topic. But I'm pretty sure in the future we'll have we'll have more. We what? will eventually. I mean, I, I really I can talk about I can talk about all sorts of different wrestling subjects. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm sure in the future we'll revisit wrestling. Yeah. We you probably know, will more than likely. More yeah, way yeah. We're in this for a while, so. Um, with that being said, please. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, this is uh, this is Jiraiya and Boo. And Boo. This is the opening den. We are not closing it, and your comments are all welcome. Thank you and goodbye. Night, lovely listeners. Now go to sleep.